You're listening to the Gratefully Nourished Podcast, a podcast about healing your relationship with food and body image with Jesus at the center. I'm your host and registered dietitian, Alyssa Pike. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Gratefully Nourished podcast. I'm super excited because today I'm interviewing Julia Townsend, who is a past client of mine and now current yoga instructor. We're going to talk about how Julia healed her relationship with food and body image and how that gave her the energy and brain space to pursue this new venture. So I'm super excited. And Julia, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, Anything that you want to share would be awesome. Um, Yeah, so I'm Julia and I'm a um, 500-hour registered yoga teacher. Um, I'm also a mom of three little boys. Um, So that is quite fun and they keep me on my toes. Um, I have been pretty much, I've been a very like I guess you could say active person most of my life. I was a dancer um, when I was young and I did horseback riding, um, competitive shows with horses and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, And then I uh, got into um, a lot of like hiking um, in college and then eventually running. So I went from walking to running there. Um, And then I got into doing boot camp workouts and stuff. Um, and then eventually yoga. So, um, so yeah, so I've been doing a lot of, I've just been, I do a lot. I've been a doer, very active. Um, and so yoga is a great way for me to kind of calm myself down and get in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been involved in church pretty much as long as I can remember as well. Um, with, with my faith, um, pretty much from a young age, but recently, um, you know, as an adult, I feel like I really came into my own faith. So, um, Mm -hmm. that's something that has been a huge part of my healing with food and body image and everything like that. So, yeah, that's so awesome. I, I just admire the way that you have always done so many different things. I can even like when we first started working together, I knew that activity was really important to you. And um, I think that is kind of what led you maybe to wanting to work on your relationship with food. Can you talk a little bit about what your relationship with food and body image and exercise was like maybe like a year or a year and a half ago? Yeah. So, um, I always kind of mark this point in my life with, um, before quarantine, because I, um, remember that I reached out to you like the same week that, um, you know, I got the notices that my kids' schools were shutting down and stuff like that. So, um, it was an appropriate time. I feel like in my life where, um, it was one of those moments where God was just like, okay, you're going to stop doing all these things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that's, we were all in that, but I was doing so much, so much doing that I wasn't really being like, if that makes sense. Um, and especially with food, uh, food and, um, body image. And I have, um, always been someone where I, you know, I want to feel like I'm 
putting out, I guess, a good impression on people. And it, that was something that with food and, um, and like working out and running, I felt like that gave me approval from people, you know, and it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is something that validates my existence, basically. Like, I'm not just a mom with kids. I'm also a mom that does running and a mom that does weightlifting and a mom that has all the perfect food and has everything, you know, everything worked out. And it's became to the point that I wasn't actually like I was going through life kind of just going and going and not really being aware of the damage that I was doing to myself spiritually and mentally and emotionally and physically because I was kind of stuck in the diet cycle. The um, like after I had my third child in 2019, um, it really like revved up with the body image and like, okay, I had a baby. So like now I need to um, like get, you know, the baby body or the mom body, you know, get, get my pre-mom body, which is just okay. silly to now that I think of it, you know, um, but that's the, the big message in society. So that yeah. definitely spurred a lot in me to be like, I've got to, you know, I've got to be a new mom, but I've also got to look a certain way and I've got to work out a certain amount and I've got to eat this kind of stuff. And it was a lot about, you know, how I looked to other people and it really became something that I was putting as a God in my life before God, you know, and it it was hard because it took a long time to realize that, but you know, he kind of, God brings... I always say that he's always pursuing us. Like even if we're running the opposite direction, like he's always pursuing us. And eventually he gives us that time to really realize like, okay, we need to go back. Yeah. We need to get back to him. So that was really that moment that um, a couple of years ago where it was like, he's like, you're going to rest and you're going to learn how to rest and you're going to learn how to like resting. (laughs) So, So, yeah. That is, that is just amazing. I mean, let me just say first, I can, I can just hear in your voice how much you've grown, even additionally, since we've stopped working together. It's so, so cool for me to be talking to you right now. Um, And also, I did not realize that you reached out to me like that week when everything shut down. Wow, that like gives me the chills because we, I mean, neither of us knew quite what was happening like we didn't know <laughs> that mm-hmm. this was gonna be you know a two plus year um event and so yeah that is so crazy and I think you know one thing that we have talked about a lot and it sounds like I can also just hear the awareness in your voice is like what was the function of your disordered eating behaviors um and it sounds like it was that validation of like well you know, I know that I'm a mom and I know that I, I have this value, or at least I think I do. Um, but just in case I'm going to eat this way and work out this way, and it's going to give me that extra validation that I'm really looking for. Um, and I always think it's really important for people to understand the function of their disordered eating behaviors because they are serving a function. And especially during a time like COVID when everything which was shutting down, like we needed something um, and so I just think it's so cool that God used such a challenging time <laughs> to be like, actually, we're going to work on rest and we're going to work on getting to the root of this. And 
it's going to be uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's going to, it's going to be for your benefit. So I just think that's so cool. Yes, for sure. It was, it was tough for sure, but totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think was the hardest part of healing your relationship with food and body image and exercise? Like, do you remember one facet being the most challenging or what do you think? Um, I know you probably remember this. It was very hard for me to take rest days. Very, very hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had this thought in my mind that I didn't want people to think I was lazy. Um, and I, I really don't even like using that word anymore, but that was, I guess the best way I could describe it was like, if I, even though we were like going into quarantine and stuff, um, I know like my gym, my friends at the gym, we were doing like zoom workouts. And so, um, there was a lot of that, like, okay, we're going to hold accountable, um, people, you know, everybody's like, okay, we're going to hold each other accountable. But it was funny because I didn't, I needed like the opposite. I needed someone to tell me, you know, take a rest. Um, and so eventually I, I did eventually like have conversations with my friends who all ran with me and, and did things like that. Um, you know, like we did socially distanced, like running outside and stuff like that, but I would say, okay, I need to take it. I need a break this weekend or I need to take a rest. And I would just have to tell them, you know, this is for me, I got to do this. And it was hard because I know, like looking back at it, I know that none of them thought I was lazy or anything. Like they knew I was going through things, but in my head it was that, um, well, if I don't look like I'm doing the, my very best at everything, I'm going to look like I failed or I'm going to look like I'm just not doing anything. And I, that wasn't that anyone said that to me. That was just what was going on, you know, in my head. That was kind Mm -hmm. of what I was perceiving. Um, And especially because I think in like in fitness and diet culture, there is kind of that, um, like, I call it like the never miss a Monday mindset kind of thing where you're, you know, always like, you know, no excuses, like do, do all the things and, Um, it's, it's not prioritized to take rest days. And so that was really, really hard for me. I feel like I was good with like, I knew I was like, okay, I know I need, I need to nourish myself and I need to eat, but then I really struggled with, I can do this. I can change my relationship with food because I'm active, but I had to get out of that mindset too, where it's like, even if I stopped everything, which I did pretty much stop at one point when I was going through yoga teacher training, I didn't do really anything except mostly just yoga. And I didn't do like the running or the lifting weights and stuff for, for probably like two or three months. Mm -hmm. And I realized then that my body, it was fun because I was, I was so worried, like, okay, what are people going to think? Like if I'm not running or working out or like what's going to happen to my body. And it turned out that everything was okay. Like I was okay. It was, it was just scary to be like, okay, I'm taking time to focus on this right now and to focus on just giving my body some much needed rest and give myself time to be able to have the mental capacity to study and do what I need to do for my certificate certification. And so 
that was the hardest part was just letting go of the need to like, I've got to be doing activity every day and it needs to be a certain kind of activity. Like that's where I think yoga was really helpful because it was like, I could still move, but it was more mindful and it, it eventually led to me being able to be still and rest. (laughs) So uh, going back to the original question though, yeah, the hardest part was, was like really taking time from, from the physical activity and not feeling like I had to, um, it's okay to do intuitive eating and like eat what I really want to eat as long as I move or something like that. So if that makes sense, that was kind of the hardest part, which is being like, I can eat what I need to eat no matter what I do today, you know? (laughs) So Yeah, you almost have to to build a tolerance for um, not exercising. A lot of people that have been exercising so frequently and so consistently, you kind of have to slowly build that tolerance of like, okay, I used to exercise six days a week. Now I'm going to try five days a week. And then, because I think that's what we did. Mm -hmm. We kind of went down incrementally, (laughs) like from five to four to three. And it was like, okay, we're just going to try this for a week you know, this isn't the rest of your life. Um, we're going to see how it feels. And I think what, what you learned as well is, is how to be more intuitive with your movement. And I think that is probably the biggest issue. Well, I have a lot of issues with diet culture, but one of the biggest issues is just that when we're relying on this like diet and fitness culture, that tells us we have to eat this way at this time and this amount and exercise this way at this time and this amount. It's just not intuitive at all. And so it doesn't, it doesn't allow us to check in with our bodies and say, okay, how am I actually feeling today? Um, it's much more of just an autopilot. And, and so I think one of the hardest parts for people when they're healing their relationship with food is actually just to make space to listen and be like, what does my body, what is my body saying? And if we've never done that before, it's hard. I mean, it's like learning a language and you've never spoken this language before. So um, I think, you know, just to encourage other people, it takes a lot of time and it's quite normal that we might just feel like we're flailing for a little bit because we've never done this before. And we've done the opposite for probably decades. So I think that's just important (laughs) to point out. Um, What do you feel like was most crucial to your recovery? Because I always talk about the three keys to recovery, which I didn't coin, but I learned from Jessica Setnick, which is a turning point, a reason to live, and a new identity. And I feel like it's always fun to think through these for each individual. Um, but in, you know, just in regard to that, what do you feel like was most crucial to your recovery or what did you continually kind of lean on when you were just like, this is hard? Um, I think honestly, looking, looking back, I feel like a lot of it was, um, my family and, wanting to be there and present for my children and my husband and not having those moments of um, 
you know, insecurity or body image issues where it's taking me away from um, spending time with my family, um, from being able to really enjoy um, family time with them. Um, because I do remember so many times where I couldn't like enjoy a birthday party for my kids because mm-hmm. I had to spend so much time figuring out how to make the birthday cake sugar free or how to do this or gluten free or whatever, you know. And um, like, thankfully now I don't think they're going to remember those cakes because they probably didn't taste good. But um, <laughs> you know, like I don't think they're going to remember that now. But I do remember. Um, during quarantine, I noticed like, I, I really got into baking. Like when I was working with you, I started just, um, you encouraged me to just like bake stuff that's normal and not like things that are, um, <laughs> I don't, you know, not things that are like substituted for, yeah. for different ingredients. And so, um, honestly, like that was, that was another thing that helped me a lot was to just kind of, um, go back to being like, what do I actually like and, and how can I make this fun and enjoyable instead of it being, instead of food being like a chore. Um, and it also just helped me to be present with my kids because I was able to like kind of have them help me, you know, a little, to some extent, you know, with food. And, um, I was able to do like some really fun birthday cakes where I started like experimenting with decorating and, um, I'm not the best, but I still love just doing, doing some fun treats and stuff whenever it's their birthday. And, um, so I've made, you know, different things. My, one of my sons is into Minecraft. So like I made a Minecraft cake for him and it was just really awesome to be like, this is, you know, and he wanted a strawberry cake. So I made like a homemade strawberry cake with real sugar and real flour. And like, it was so good and just like, I remember just how happy he was that he had a Minecraft cake and that it was his favorite oh, flavor. And I was like, these are the things that, you know, the our kids should be remembering from their birthday when they think of food is that, you know, like my mom or, or somebody, you know, made me a really good cake or they bought my favorite cake from here. And it was like so good. And, you know, nobody was giving, you know, a hard time about all oh, the sugar or whatever. And yeah. that's really important to me to, to really like make, food more about like the connection with people again, because I feel like that was a huge thing that was robbed for me with, um, or that I really robbed myself from was that joy of like connecting mealtimes with people and connection. And so really family and friends and being able to enjoy those moments again was a huge thing. Whenever I would just be like, I really should just go back to tracking my food or I should like, limit this or that, I would think of, you know, like how, how did that affect me and my ability to be present with my family and my friends? And is that worth it? You know, so I kind of had to ask myself and not, not in a way that I was judgmental of myself, but in a way of kind of that mindful curiosity of, okay, why, you know, what makes me feel this way? And like, why do I feel like I need to do this? And what, what will happen if I do this? And how will it affect you know, the time that I spend with my family or, you know, how will it affect my enjoyment of life? And is, is this, you know, when God says he wants us to have life abundantly, like, is that having life abundantly? Um, so mm-hmm. that was just, that's, I guess all of that, that's, so <laughs> and that's kind of a big answer, but you know, I had to hang on to those moments that were 
where I really had that light bulb of like, okay, I'm actually able to enjoy things. I'm actually able to be present. I'm able to have fun with my kids. We're able to have ice cream and cake and it's not like a stress. Mm -hmm. That really helped me get through it. Even now, whenever I get feel kind of, you know, tempted to do, you know, diety things, I, I go back to that, that thought of, is that, do I want to give up the joy, you know, <laughs> do right. I want to give up the life that the abundant life that God gave me or even go back to what I was doing? And it's like, no, I really don't, <laughs> but it, it takes time yeah. to get there, but it's the small, sure. you know, the small steps. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I'm like so proud. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> really, I mean, that's so awesome because we do have a choice. You know, we we get to decide what is worth our time and energy. And I say that with a lot of care because I know sometimes it feels like we don't have a choice and it's just like I have to do this. And and I think exactly what you were talking about. I think we I remember we talked a lot about shifting from judgment to curiosity and just really just asking yourself, why do I think this way? Like where did I get this idea? <laughs> and like that to me is so powerful because it stops the thought, it stops the spiral and it and it helps us ask ourselves if what we're actually saying and believing is true or is this a lie that I've picked up from somewhere. So I think that's really awesome. What do you feel like, or what would you say to someone who is struggling with their relationship with food and body image and exercise? Maybe they have already started working on their relationship with all of those things, but they're just at that point where it's like, this feels really hard is this worth it? Um, what would you say to that person? Um, I would, I mean, at first I would just be, you know, give encouragement and just say, you know, I totally relate to that feeling and, you know, it's, it's, it's totally worth it. It's hard in the moment, but, you know, stick with it and reach out for help. If you need support, like reach out because there are so many great resources. Um, you know, work with a uh, dietitian who is educated in intuitive eating and um, and things like that. So also just kind of looking at, you know, what kind of media you consume, it can be helpful to be mindful of that so that, you know, I kind of, I noticed that a lot because I would, I would deal with a lot of comparison. And so there would be times where and I just had to step away from social media or I had to kind of pay attention to what was on my feed. Um, and Z is like, is this encouraging me in this journey or is this something that is um, discouraging to me? And, and yeah, mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, definitely. I always say uh, like journaling sometimes is really helpful. Um, like if people like to write and just kind of, kind of write out, you know, this is just what I'm feeling and, and what, um, kind of, I think you gave me some little like journaling exercises, um, at one point, And that was really helpful, uh, to just kind of look and go, okay, so what is this that I'm concerned about? And then what is like the pros and cons of, you know, really going into, mm -hmm. um, this journey of intuitive eating and, healing my body image. And that was super helpful because you can write out your thoughts and see kind of, again, without judgment, more just curiosity, but just kind of see what the motivation is. And I think that's really helpful. Um, and for me, I'm also, 
I'm a very goal oriented person. I know some, a lot of people probably are. Um, but for me, I, I would also suggest to people, you know, um, kind of look towards, you know, what, what is, what do you want things to look like, you know, when you're coming through this journey, like what is, is your goal to be able to like be present with your family or is that what, is that where you want to work towards and just kind of keep that in mind, I guess. Um, and Mm -hmm. even those little moments along the way where you feel that joy of like, Hey, I was able to, um, really like I was able to take a rest day today and it felt great. Or I was able to do a move, do a movement I really liked instead of doing something I didn't like. And just like, even just those little like milestones, you know, I'm imagining like a little, like little stairs or something like getting, you know, it's, it's not just about the end goal. It's also about, you know, going along the way and being, uh, being able to kind of pat yourself on the back just for like these hard things that you've done, even if it does seem little at the time. So yeah. So my biggest thing would be like, just hang in there, like give yourself a lot of grace. Um, and you know, reach out for support if you need it. Cause there is, Mm -hmm. there is definitely support available. And of course too, if it's, you know, when we're talking about faith, like in my case, um, definitely lots of prayer, meditation, um, things like that (laughs) helped Mm -hmm. a lot. So yeah, yeah. And just being in the word and, um, and really like affirming to myself the truths that God um, speaks over us. So I love that. I love too the idea of having a small win like every day in this process because, you know, we want long term to have peace with food, but exactly what you're saying, like doing a workout that you enjoyed or eating a food that felt challenging and, you know, just moving on with the occasion. So anytime we can have those small wins, I think it's really great. And I love, I just love everything you said. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now let's talk about where recovery has led you. You recently started a business. I'll let you talk about that, but I'm just so excited. Yes. Yes. So um, I, well, I always kind of say that you know, recovery is a, a journey. And so I feel like there, you know, are some days where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm as recovered as I should be, but I definitely know that I have come far. And so I, I am having a great time walking in the freedom um, that God has given me and just not feeling ashamed anymore of my body. And I think that that is that joy that I am able to feel and able to hold on to now is kind of how I came up with my business name, which was Embrace Joy Yoga, um, because I I realized that uh, there was a lot of things I was doing and I didn't it didn't bring me joy, and so it was a process. But eventually, um, coming into yoga and um, coming into being a yoga instructor was something where when I teach people, um, I really feel like it's so, it's fulfilling to me. And I feel a lot of, a lot of joy for being able to share. And I do feel like it's an opportunity that I have to remind people that, um, their bodies are good and that we can do movement and things like that without the, the judgment or without the, the diet culture kind of lens. Um, 
And so that's where, when I started my yoga business, that was really my, one of my big things was like, I want this to be a safe place for people who are working through the journey of healing body image. Um, And I want this to be a place where um, they will know, you know, all the time that they are wonderfully made and not in a way that they have to feel like they love their body all the time or something, but that they just know, you know, even on the days that they don't, or even if they do a yoga flow and it it doesn't feel like it was the best one, you know, they know that they are still worthy of love and that, you know, that they are important and valued. And so that's really how, how I came up with the name of my yoga business and, and kind of the vision. And so I'm, I'm just working through, um, you know, a lot of practical things now with getting a website started and online classes. And I'm excited to see where God takes it. (laughs) I, I love so much that you have made it a place where people don't feel shame or judgment around their bodies because I don't think this is true of every fitness instructor by any means, but we do see a lot of that kind of um, body emphasis or body size emphasis in some different gyms and and instructors. And so I just think, I feel like people are really looking for what you're offering, which is just this, again, the validation of like, your body's already good. We're just going to make we're just going to have fun and we're going to treat it well and we're going to challenge it from time to time. But it's not about looking a certain way. It's, it's just about this joy. And I think that's so great. Um, and one thing that you do also is you kind of infuse your Christian beliefs into yoga. So how does that work? Like what, what do you kind of do to help people integrate those two things? Yes, for sure. And I know, you know, not all of my students are Christian. um, But so I don't necessarily I I don't like market it as like, oh, this is Christian yoga, so to speak. But I do um, teach through the lens of that, you know, I believe that the Holy Spirit is within me. And I believe that he leads the Holy Spirit guides me and and the rest of us too. You know, I I had a yoga teacher that said, um, one time, you know, when you look at your students, look at them as though you're looking into the face of God. And that was powerful for me because mm-hmm. it was like, the you know, people are the image bearers of God. And it just changes, it changes so much how you look at people when you think of it that way. Um, and so really with, with yoga, um, I, I never, you know, like force my beliefs on anyone. I don't, a, a lot of times I don't really even say anything necessarily spiritual. It's just cultivating that awareness of the spirit and that, that he's moving. Um, and, mm-hmm. and really allowing, allowing God to guide me, you know, in the moment. And, um, you know, I, I do teach, um, for a place, uh, like a, a Christian health group. So I have in there, I have integrated some more, um, scripture and things like that. Um, so that's been really good because with, um, with the breath, especially, I like to talk about that because really the breath is from, from God. It says that he breathed life, you know, into, into man when he created man and woman. 
Um, and so yoga being very focused on the breath, um, even if I'm not, you know, even if I'm teaching a, a general class where I'm not adding in scripture or anything like that, I always emphasize the importance of breath and, you know, the life giving power of breath. So, um, all of that to say, I really think it's possible to integrate the faith. And I know a lot of people can be nervous at first when they are a Christian and doing yoga and they're like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into anything too spiritual. And it's, it's like, I, you know, I'm not here to put any kind of belief system on someone. I'm just here to hold space. We're here to mindfully move our bodies. We're here to practice um, stillness. And um, even with meditation, um, that can be something that people are nervous about. But I always kind of remind people, especially when it comes to the Christian faith, that it says in the scripture to meditate, you know, on the word. Um, and I really think that that has enhanced my own like prayer life because it's less of me talking a lot and it's more of me listening. <laughs> and, yeah. um, that kind of goes back to the whole thing of me being a doer and like doing a lot of things and feeling like I needed to say like the perfect prayers and meditation <laughs> gave me a chance to go. I don't have to say anything. Sometimes I can literally yeah. sit here and just be like, God, I just need to quiet my mind and I need to accept this moment <laughs> and learn to listen. And it has been very, very powerful. Um, and I will joke with people sometimes that, you know, I find Jesus on the mat, at, <laughs> on the yoga mat, <laughs> um, and he's there. And I learn from him when I'm doing yoga. And that's that's kind of just how I see it is that it is a spiritual practice for me, but, you know, maybe not in the way that some people think like, oh, this is, this is really, um, like I'm a hippie or a weirdo or something like it's just, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not trying to, to cast judgment on anyone. I'm just saying like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. people might look at it and be like, oh, what is that? But it, it's really just simply, you know, for me, a spiritual practice as well as a physical practice. And I just kind of walk that out. I try to live that out. Um, and a lot of the, you know, principles that are in yoga philosophy, um, they, they line up a lot with, you know, things that are, um, scriptural things. So there's, they talk about, you know, be, um, kindness and truthfulness and, um, authenticity and self-study and things like that. And that's, those are all things that I can kind of incorporate that also relate to people of the Christian faith. So, um, yeah, I try to incorporate a lot of that stuff into my sessions, even if I'm not overtly talking about the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I know that's yeah. a lot of information, but it's, it's really such a deep topic. Yeah, <laughs> I no, can talk great. about it for hours, but yeah, it's. No, it's, it's so good. And, and I just, I love what you're talking about and, and it's just a nice refreshing perspective. So I think a lot of people will benefit from it. Um, what would you say are some tips for someone who wants to get into yoga, like myself, like into stretching? It's it's never been something that I'm great at. <laughs> so this is kind of a selfish question, but I'm like, oh, where do I start? Totally. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I always tell people to kind of start slow. Um, there are a lot of classes out there that are like hot yoga and power yoga, and I, I wouldn't really 
recommend that for like a first time person. Um, I also don't really do those classes myself because I don't enjoy them. Um, I like to use yoga as, as kind of a slower movement. Um, and I think it's great to start out with, with a, um, kind of what I call a slow flow. Um, also another kind of yoga called yin yoga is great for beginners because, um, you're, uh, you're doing poses that are more static. So you're sitting longer instead of kind of being up, trying to do a lot of different movements. Yeah. I um, need that. Yeah. So, and restorative yoga is another good one. Um, because that one is just that it is restorative. So you're, you're usually using some kind of props or something to, um, help you relax into poses. And then, you know, as you get more into the, into the practice of yoga, you might try more, um, balancing and things like that. But I usually say to start out with kind of like the floor postures. Um, and there's a lot of different resources. I have some videos on my YouTube channel and I know there's a lot of things out there. Um, but I always say, take it slow. (laughs) Um, and so, um, just start with what you're comfortable with. So, you know, if something's not feeling right, you can always say, okay, that's not working for me right now. I might get to that pose at some point, but like that, the, the goal is not to get to, you know, a certain pose. It's just to, to move your body and to kind of explore the different, the different postures and then kind of notice how it feels in your body. Notice your breath and how, how it feels to move with your breath. Um, and so honestly, I tell people, if you come to a yoga class for the first time and you're sitting there just focusing on your breath and working on breath work, that's awesome <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's, that's really the key point. It, it's a whole, like a holistic kind of movement. It's not just, oh, we're trying to just get to this pose. Um, and a lot of classes in yoga, I mean, I've taught classes where, you know, we are working to a specific pose in the middle of the class and stuff like that. Um, because that's usually how it flows, but I always give people a lot of options and I recommend, um, that you, you always look for teachers who do give adaptations, um, for poses because, you know, everybody's bodies are different. Um, so that's something to look for, you know, if you're brand new and you're going to classes is kind of see, um, see, you know, what the class description is. A lot of times it might say something like intermediate and that's going to be, you know, more difficult, (laughs) Uh, to start out with. And so anything that's, you know, maybe like beginner or slow flow or things like that, those are good, good things to look for. Um, But also for people who use yoga props and adaptations in their teaching, that is excellent. Um, And even as someone who has been practicing for a while, I still use, you know, I love to use yoga props. So (laughs) look for teachers who are going to be able to adapt and be able to respect all different shapes and sizes of bodies, because that's going to give you a really well-rounded experience. Okay. Awesome. That's perfect because yeah, I need to start small, start slow. I like the slow idea. I don't want to do it quickly. Yeah. So that's, that's great. You'll definitely have to send me some of the links to your YouTube channel so that I can include them for anyone else who'd like to do like a slow flow or something like that. Yes, for sure. Yes, I will send you that. So, Awesome. Okay, so then I think my last-ish question is how do you balance everything as a mom of three young boys and a new business owner? How have you kind of – how can you make sure that you don't go back to that place of doing, doing, doing and feeling overwhelmed? 
Um, so this is where uh, the m mindfulness plays a huge part in my life now. Um, and and not ignoring the nudges. And I say that like the spirit will nudge me. And I know um, that, you know, it's like you kind of get that little like, hey, <laughs> if you're really paying attention, mm -hmm. you're like, hey, you're doing a lot. You need to slow down. And, mm -hmm. and, um, I think that's something that's great about how God made our bodies is like, you know, there is that kind of system where your body tells you things that you need. Um, and it's, if I start to feel, you know, really worn out and I'm starting to feel like even pain or just like emotionally just feeling off, then I know, okay, maybe things are, you know, I need to step back and get curious and kind of look at what's going on. Um, that's a huge sign. And, um, with kids, it's hard because I want to do it all, <laughs> but there are just some days where I'm like, okay, my kids want to play. And I'm over there, like looking at the, the dishes and the laundry and I'm like, ah, oh, why can't I get it all done? And, and I have to think, okay, <laughs> there are just, there are going to be, you know, moments, you know, where my kids are going to remember, you know, when we did something fun, they're probably not going to remember you know, that the laundry didn't get folded on, you know, every day, Tuesday at five o'clock or something, you know, they're not gonna mm -hmm. remember that. Um, and so I kind of go through that thought process of reminding myself um, to look at it kind of from a bigger picture, instead of looking at what I, you know, what I feel like I haven't accomplished or haven't done for the day. And just think about, um, I tell myself, you know, look at the little things, because I can get really fixed on, this is the end goal and I need to do this. And so when I step back and I'm like, okay, but look at all the little beautiful little things that happened today. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. that's, that helps so much. And just being able to um, not take myself as seriously as I used to um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of going, okay. Um, the funny thing is like when I've, when I've been trying to work on my social media more, I've tried to do like some, little like reels and stuff. And I just kind of just do goofy things because I think <laughs> like do some goofy things because it's funny too. Cause some of the like random things I post, it's like, it's the most, like I get the most interaction, you know, like I posted about how my dog ate my, tried to eat my yoga mat and just this like goofy thing. And it was like, this is, this is life sometimes guys. <laughs> this yeah. is just what's happening. I have a puppy. I'm trying to, I have three kids. I'm trying to run a business. And then sometimes this crazy stuff happens. And I think like people need to see that that's like, just cause someone is a business owner or they have a, they have three kids. Like they're not like some kind of superhuman. They are, you know, we're all, you know, humans We're <laughs> we all go through things. So I think really just trying to be more of, you know, putting out my myself and not trying to curate an image has been mm -hmm. has been huge. But um overall just balancing it, it definitely the mindfulness, definitely the taking time to slow down and rest um and giving myself kind of like a list but then not not being too attached to the list at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, totally. <laughs> kind of be like, this is a good, good idea of things I want to get done. If they get, if they all get done, great. If not, here's the very, you know, top priority. This is absolutely needs to get done. And then the other things, it's okay. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's honestly what I would say is, is just give yourself a lot of grace. <laughs> 
yeah, if you're in that position good. where you're, you know, a parent trying to start a business or a parent, just being a parent in general, you know, give yourself mm-hmm. a lot of grace. Yeah. It, it's almost like when you develop an intuitive relationship with food and exercise, it like kind of extend, it extends to the rest of your life too. So I think that's really cool. For um, sure. Yes. Okay. And then lastly, where can everyone find you? Um, yes. So my uh, website is www.embracejoyyoga.com. And then um, my Instagram is um, Embrace Joy Yoga. So you can just look up Embrace Joy Yoga. Um, and then Facebook is also Embrace Joy Yoga. Um, awesome. So yeah. And then YouTube, you so is, YouTube is also Embrace Joy Yoga. So <laughs> okay, perfect. All you should find all of it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. This was so great. I'm so excited for people to hear and I will talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you for having me.